Hey, what's going on, everybody? AJ here. I'm going to break down the main event between Alexander Rakic and Anthony Smith taking place this Saturday. Um, UFC Fight Night card uh, taking place in Las Vegas again, the Apex Arena. Um, and before doing so, I'd just like to let you all know that uh, you can tell the plays that I made for the event at the website I currently run, AJ's Action Pack SportsBets.com on the premium subscription tab, or you could also find my uh, the plays that I made for the event at MMAOddsBreaker.com on the premium pick section. I'm there amongst a few other very talented handicappers. My profile's on the top left uh, portion of that uh, section there. So just got done watching tape on Smith and Rakic. Uh, just got done watching notes, or taking notes rather. And as a result, I have a fresh uh, analysis in my mind as to how I think this fight will play out, uh, things that are important and so forth. Um, currently, the odds have Alexander Rakic, big, big favorite, um, depending on what book you look at. He's near 3-1. to one. And Anthony Smith, uh, at the time I'm recording this, plus 245 on five nines. Uh, he could be had there at the time. I'm recording this 428 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Monday, August 24th. Um, right, out of the, right out of the gate, one thing I'd like to address, that was a that was a lot of damage that Anthony Smith took against Glover Teixeira there against May, like a lot. It was it was hard, tough to watch, particularly rounds three and four. Um, and after uh, Smith looked as good as he ever had uh, for the first four minutes of the fight, he looked sharp. Uh, he was tagging Glover a lot with the one-two punch. Uh, the speed was a compelling element in that fight. More on that in a minute. And he was able to uh, fight long, fight uh, effective at range against uh, Glover Teixeira. Uh, but Glover Teixeira being the very tough and, and credentialed veteran that he is, was able to hang on there um, and inflict a lot of damage on Smith. He even had Smith hurt at the end of round one. It wasn't the biggest talking point of the fight, obviously, because rounds three and four were just uh, so excessive in terms of the damage inflicted by Teixeira on Smith. Um, but round one, no doubt about it, uh, I do think that Teixeira hurt Smith there. After about four minutes, Smith noticeably got tired. Uh, the strikes were more labored. He was starting to breathe out of his mouth more heavily. And uh, Glover actually uh, hits Smith with a left hook that causes Smith to uh, stagger back and, and fall into the fence, basically, but is able to stay upright because, again, he fell into the fence. So um, back back against the fence, uh, to be more specific there. So that's a concern, just that any time you have a fighter that is coming off a fight where they just took so much damage. I mean, round three could have arguably been 10-7. Uh, at the very least, it was 10-8, and then round four was 10-8. Um, Glover was able to do a lot of damage once Smith slowed down there. And that's a very interesting fight for Smith because – Going into that fight, he was a gentleman who always had the reputation of he would he would lose early on in fights, and then he would he would come back and overcome that adversity. And whether the opponent was tired, like in the case of uh, Volkan Ustamir or Hector Lombard, or they made a mistake, um, and Smith was able to capitalize on it, like in the Alexander Gustafsson fight, he was able to, despite losing early on in those fights, come back and overcome the adversity and win. And I said it, you know, going into his fight against Glover to share. It just made me nervous seeing him as a solid favorite against Glover because anytime you have a fighter, even though Smith is talented overall, that there a lot of their fights play out in such a way where they're losing early on pretty handedly um, in, some, in some cases, like the Osamir fight, um, or in a defensive shell position, which I've seen Smith do multiple times, like against Ustamir, Lombard, and John Jones. It's, it's just a concern seeing that on tape, and then he he has to kind of rely on on the opposition to get getting tired or making a mistake. Good on him for, for being tough and durable um, and tenacious and able to do that down the stretch. However, in terms of 
you know, handicapping, having a lot of, uh, I, I guess, trust in a fighter to, to win a fight if um, in a lot of their fights, especially in the step-ups and competition, uh, they're, they're having to weather a, a big storm um, and, and, again, able to capitalize on, on a fighter getting uh, tired or making a mistake or perhaps uh, they, their durability isn't as, is, isn't as sharp as it once was earlier on in their career. It's just not a sustainable way to win. And it was interesting because in the Teixeira fight, the script was was flipped. Smith came out very hot. He looked good for the first four minutes or so, and then he got tired. After reflecting on it, I think that Smith's cardio is you know is a liability. I, I think that is the that is the conclusion rather that I am going to come to here because it's just like I said, he's not doing a whole lot of these fights. Even the fights where he wins in say the fourth round, he's not really active in terms of like an output perspective. You know throwing slash landing a lot of strikes like the Gustafsson fight, for instance, uh, he, it went down as a finish in round four. Um, he was able to capitalize on a mistake that Gustafsson made. Gustafsson gave up his back on the ground and Smith, uh, got the hooks in and sunk, sunk in the rear naked choke. But even though it was in the fourth round, Smith wasn't really being that active in terms of the striking exchanges. There wasn't really any wrestling exchanges or grappling exchanges outside of late in the third round there where Smith just for the most part was on his back. So after reflecting, um, you know, seeing how this fight with Teixeira played out and just seeing how some of the, the fights in the past were Smith, you know, even fights where he went on a win, it makes me come to the, you know, realization that Smith's cardio is is a liability. Um, and in this fight in particular against Rackage, this is a three-round main event, um, the last news update that I saw. So there's no five rounds. So it's less likely uh, from a completely blank perspective that Rakic say gets tired. If, if he were to get tired and, and, you know, a five round fight, still not a guaranteed thing more on that in a moment, but you know, Smith doesn't have that like extra, I guess, cushion, if you will, uh, to where, you know, like it, it, if like the Uzmir fight played out, like how it did here, like Rakic is, is winning uh, early on convincingly two rounds to zero or, or uh, three rounds to zero, two rounds to one. He doesn't, Smith doesn't have obviously rounds four and five to uh, resort to a finish, right? He's got less time to um, capitalize on a mistake if it materializes, right? Um, so that's, I guess, a concern with Smith. He doesn't have that that extra out like he did in the in the Gustafsson and Uzumir fight. So that's just, I guess, something I like to address about his uh, Smith style in general. It's It's been like, you know, overcome the adversity, weather the storm, come back and win, but in this recent fight where he looked very sharp early on, he got tired, and as a result, I do think that the cardio um, has been brought to light as, as a liability. And Rakic, this is his first main event in the UFC. Uh, he did fight a co-main event against Volkan Uzdemir, so a big spot uh, last time there in Korea in December. Um, don't think he's like the type of guy that like the moment will get to him or we see like an adrenaline dump out of anything or anything like that out of Rackage. The guy is excellently conditioned, uh, works at one of the American top team organizations, does good work there. And I see the improvements out of Rackage fight to fight uh, pretty glaringly, to be honest. If, if, lucky, if you look at some of his earlier fights in his career, like I say, uh, the Justin Liddell fight or even the Devin Clark fight, his his hands, his boxing w- was good. You know I mean? That's, that's to be expected, a guy that has a good kickboxing background. But uh, particularly in the Ozdemir fights, uh, his hands look so much sharper. You could definitely tell that he's been um, sharpening up his, his overall boxing. His head movement has tremendously improved. Um, that was a, 
a liability that I pointed out. I had it actually in my notes in the Justin Ledette fight that he was getting tagged up by the uh, the jab of Ledette. Obviously, not anything too severe due to the you know the head movement could be improved. But that fight against Uzdemir uh, did a much better job moving his head. I also noticed in the Jimmy Manoa fight, for instance, he incorporated uh, more feints. Obviously, that fight was very short, but he did the same thing the following fight against Uzdemir. So I see the improvements out of Rakic on a fight-to-fight basis. This guy is young. He's um, you know, only a few fights into his UFC career. I, I do think that based off his his youth and experience within the UFC's organization that we could see him get uh, better each and every time out, where I know Smith is getting better, but out of a guy like Rakic, who's, who's less experienced, younger, um, I think that we could see more pronounced improvements out of the already very impressive skill set, excuse me, of Alexander Rakic. I really like how he tightened up those parts of his game. Um, he's not a perfect fighter or any means by that. I mean, every, every fighter's got... Um, you know, parts of their game that they can improve. But that was one thing in particular I was super impressed with. Rakic is able to now incorporate the use of feints very well, which he could get uh, Smith to bite on, and uses very good counter-striking proficiencies to perhaps uh, hurt Smith in a striking exchange. Um, and if not, just uh, capitalize and just be the more uh, technical and sharp uh, striker, uh, kicking range or boxing range. You know, that's another thing that I like about Rakic is he fights long, and as a result, again, I'm not the biggest stats guy, but he absorbs less than 2.5 significant strikes per minute. He's a long guy. He will be uh, the longer guy in terms of reach in this um, matchup for UFCstats.com. Two-inch reach advantage. Um, and unlike the Teixeira fight, you know, Smith is not going to have a, a pronounced speed advantage early on. You know, a lot of the reason why Smith was able to do a lot of damage uh, early on in that fight against Teixeira, well, A, he looked good. I mean, very credit to him on that, but uh, he was just a lot faster than Teixeira. I mean, Teixeira obviously made the adjustments. Um, Teixeira was bobbing and weaving, moving his head, but he needed to kind of do it ahead of time before, uh, as opposed to reacting to the shots, he kind of needed to enter range while moving his head so he didn't have, um, or, or rather he could adapt and, and make that adjustment and not get tagged as much by the the one, two, the straight punches of Smith. Whereas in this fight, Rakic is a longer fighter, and uh, I also think we could see him be faster than Smith. I just think that uh, Rakic fights better uh, long of the two. Again, he's the guy that is uh, the more willing kicker. I think he is the better kick boxer of the two, uh, more threatening. I think that either fighter could utilize uh, late kicks respectively. I know that Uzdemir it worked uh, well against Rakic. As a result, Rakic had this big uh, lump on his left leg right below his kneecap uh, that was just so, so strange. Um, you know, that paid dividends for Uzumir. We could see Smith utilize some kicks here as well, but I also think uh, Rakic could utilize some as well on the flip side um, and just be the more effective striker at kicking range, I think we'll see. I think that Rakic is the better fighter at kicking range, and while he is good at staying, staying long, staying tall, and having that improved boxing, I do think that in a fight that should primarily be won or lost in the feet, I just think Rakic has many, many advantages here. I just think with the improvements that he's making, I think he's a more technical striker. Um, I just like how he fights with the game plan. I mean, Smith has been somebody that's been open after the Yosemir fight, saying that he doesn't fight to a game plan. I mean, that's just not something that I I personally would like to see. I, I think you need to have uh, an approach to what you should do when entering the octagon instead of letting your opponent dictate how the fight will go. Um, whereas Rakic has said, you know, he, he's a guy that did say that he comes in with a game plan in his post-fight interview against Justin Ledet. He talked specifically about what his camp wanted to do to approach the fight. They talked about incorporating, uh, kicks 
They talked about uh, you know the the tendencies that Ledet had in terms of circling the footwork and all sorts of things, and uh, they had the right uh, blueprint on how to approach a fighter like him. And I think that they're going to be looking hard at the tape of Smith, um, and I think they will prepare accordingly. Rakish just seems like a guy who you know again motivation isn't everything, but I do think of the two, he's got more to gain uh, from this opportunity than Smith. I just think that he's just got more going from hip for him in his favor in terms of durability, especially I did notice that Rockets was rocked uh, by a blocked uh, hook from Devin Clark in that fight. That was really the only time he was, you know, noticeably hurt in a striking exchange in the UFC. Um, I'm not ready to, you know, obviously he's never uh, been knocked out in the UFC. Smith has some power, um, but unless if Rakic is just trading in the pocket with him, um, I think that Smith's uh, chances of landing that KO blow are limited. Rakic has just done a much better job in terms of counter-striking proficiencies, hopping off the center line after he throws a combination. And I just think Rakic has the better striking in terms of setting up his strikes. You know, one thing that I noticed in the Smith fight against Gustafsson is the outside lateral movement and the ability to fight long, fight at range of Gustafsson really frustrated Smith for like the first three rounds or so. It wasn't until round three uh, where Gustafsson made a mistake um, in a scrambling opportunity and good on Smith for capitalizing on it in a, in a scramble, taking the back and getting the rear naked choke. For the most part of that fight, Gustafson was able to just be the more effective striker at range. While I don't think that, you know, Rakic has the excessive movement of Gustafson on the outside, I do think that we could see Rakic here, uh, like I said earlier, have just a lot of success at, at range uh, by just being the better kickboxer, more technical, more sharp, uh, higher output, more defensively sound. And just having a better game plan, I just think that that really pays dividends um, in a big uh, opportunity like this. So my overall side is uh, my lean rather, my pick to win is going to be Alexander Rakic in a fight that should remain standing. Um, it'd just be pretty surprising for me if this fight were, you know, hit the ground at any point, um, unless if one fighter hurts the other. Perhaps uh, Rakic can take down Smith because I do think that Smith's takedown defense could be tightened up. But uh I would expect that most likely Rakic would want to keep the fight standing unless if things, uh, he, he just wants to mix things up and perhaps just kick the legs underneath from Smith like he did against Ledet, get into opposition and just uh, avoid any sub-threat that Smith uh, could have from his back. I do think that while in top position, Rakic should be, shape, should be safe. Um, and I just don't think that Smith's offensive takedown game is good enough to take down a very physical and solid defensive wrestler in Rakic. So if there are takedowns to be landed, I actually do think they will come from Rakic, even though the wrestling isn't the best part of his game. It is something that he's working on. It is something that he's willing to do. Uh, he's got a trip takedown ability, uh, particularly from the clinch, uh, single leg, plus trip takedown capability in open space as well. So uh, Rakic has that, I guess, path to victory as well, if he so chooses. But uh, not to get away from the point that I mentioned about a moment ago, uh, with I, I just do think that Rakic to win and He's my pick to win, and you know, if, if for whatever reason uh, he does want to go to the wrestling, I think he could use that as another layer to uh, get his hand raised. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this breakdown. Uh, main event, excited for it. Uh, UFC event this Saturday. This past week's card was just crazy in terms of upsets and finishes and whatnot, so this sport never ceases to amaze me. I hope you guys see it the same way. Uh, like I said off the top, if you'd like to tailor my, the plays that I made for this event, you can do so by visiting the website I currently run. AJ's Action Pack SportsBets.com on the premium subscription tab. Uh, you can choose the subscription length of your choice. Uh, you will receive my uh, breakdown for every fight on the card, as well as, well as my DraftKings thoughts and one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting. 
which includes ask me anything for 30 minutes uh, total time as it pertains to the card. Uh, you know, your DraftKings betting questions, just stylistic matchup questions, anything like that. Uh, you could also access that same content on MMAOddsBreaker.com on the premium picks section. I'm there, like I said before, amongst a few other very talented handicappers. My profile is on the top left uh, portion of the screen. Other than that, I would like to sign off, wish you all well, and good luck on Saturday.